If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Sure, we had 30 seconds left on our countdown timer, but we're going rogue. We're going early. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. Oh, God, we've thrown out all the rule books and the rules in them, presumably. Boom, get out of here, rule books. Not you, Toffee. You stay. Oh, okay. Yes, hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. I'm Yahtzee Crowshaw. And I'm Jack Packard. Today we are going to be talking about troll games. Well, first of all, let's get our uh, definitions down. What is a troll game? In my book, a troll game is a game that deliberately sets out to mess with the player's head. Mm. Which Which it can do in a number of ways. The thumbnail shows frog fractions, which is one way to do it. Let the player think they're playing one game and then psych, surprise, it was a whole other game all along. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quasi-troll games as far as narrative elements are concerned. Uh, like, there's a, Yeah, there's a lot of mini-troll games. Have you ever like used to hang around on Newgrounds when that was a bigger thing? <laughs> all them fucking press the red button games or you have to burn the rope games. Right. Right. But the specific game that brought this topic to mind was one you've been playing, I understand. That's right. I've been playing the the newer uh, deck-building strategic card battle game Inscription. Yes, I have played it, but I haven't gotten really into it because I don't really into strategic card battling stuff. So tell me about your experience. Uh, and and I am I I love a deck building game. Oh boy, um, it's 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 a deck building game. Uh, but instead of uh, normally you get kind of like energy points in order to play your cards. Uh, in Inscription, you have to sacrifice cards in order to play uh, more powerful cards. So you play yeah. like a, a simple card, and then you sacrifice it to play a more powerful card. And it's very interesting. Yeah. It's a spooky card battling game. It also has uh, incredible atmosphere. You're trapped in a cabin with this mysterious game master, and the sound design is really eerie. It was it was a great game to play uh, right before it's Halloween. Hand of Fate. Ooh, yes. You ever play Hand of Fate? I like that Hand of Fate. Absolutely. It's deck building with Arkham Combat. What's not to like? Ooh. Inscription doesn't have Arkham Combat. Then. No. It's just- <laughs> just strategy bollocks yeah and it is strategy bollocks but that's the kind of uh, game that i'm into my the reason i wanted to talk about this though is there uh at any point uh during your or in between your card battles you can actually your character can get up from the table that you're playing at and explore this creepy cabin that you're trapped in yes there's a whole meta game going on yeah, like and there's a meta meta game as well because like it, the game is presented as like a sort of retro, uh, this game that you've like inserted into your computer. That's right, because there is a meta on top of the meta because the game starts with someone saying, "Well, I guess we'll check out this game." I haven't run yeah. into them talking again. <laughs> but so many layers. There's so many. It's an onion, a meta onion. I was gonna say trifle, but mm-hmm. for you do you. 
you know, both both are filled with layers. Yes. Uh, yes. And so, you know, the you're you're encouraged to roam around this cabin and there's tiny little puzzles to unlock more cards that you can uh, equip in your deck. My only problem with it is that they were really excited for you to break away from the card game. And so the regular game keeps reminding you that there's a meta game. You know, where it's like, hey, it's been a while since you've walked around the cabin. Maybe you want to do that now instead of playing the game. Huh? Huh? Well, isn't that just a standard sort of roguelike, like tertiary loop where you have like the ground level uh, game where it's just trying to get through the dungeons. But Mm -hmm. then there's like a sort of a larger story. Yes. uh, Rogue Legacy, for example, or um, what was I just thinking of? 12 Minutes. Where there's the individual loops, but then there's the overall thing you're trying to do over the course of all the loops. Yes. And and I guess the way in which they present that tertiary to me is is a little at odds with the primary. You know, normally in, in you know, if you look at something like a um oh crap, a slay of the spire, which is, you know, a straight up deck builder, kind of the, the story is encapsulated, the tertiary is encapsulated within the primary and secondary. Right. So it's not quite the same thing here, is it? It's like a completely different game going on off to the side. Absolutely. And the, and the game keeps going, hey, aren't you bored playing this carefully crafted game we made? Why don't you go and play this other carefully crafted game we made? We did put a lot of work in. Exactly, exactly. And and that brought up this idea of troll games because, you know, playing something like frog fractions when you discover that secondary layer it's it's a a treasure moment you know like i found Mm. it i found the second layer oh my god there's a subtle art to that sort of troll game Mm. i was trying for this sort of thing with my game hatfall okay which is i just came up with a basic primary loop uh, level by level you have to catch a hat that falls from above (laughs) But I wanted to add like this, all these weird hidden depths that players would only like discover if they just uh, kept eventually would just eventually just hit them as they kept playing. Yeah, like, advice they'd uh, be given the option to choose an upgrade from a menu that seemingly had no use, like um, uh, an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, sure, sure. Hat- a boxed Assassin's Creed game called Hat Assassin's Creed it doesn't actually do anything <laughs> until like two rounds later when the game pretends to crash and then reboots as a dating sim where you're trying to date a hat Ooh, i love it how well i achieved the layered troll game i leave to the archivists of the future but that was my intention because i've always liked that sort of game you know yeah yeah because that, that i always love player to, discover things frog fractions was like my main influence there mm-hmm. because uh because, uh, as we say, it has many, many layers. And you sort of stumble into it by uh, naturally testing your boundaries in a way that Inscription doesn't really have. Mm. Inscription has this like main card game loop, and it has to like practically drag you over to look at the other layered stuff it made. No, it quite literally drags you over to look at the other stuff. At, like, if you yeah. lose the game, you are dragged out of the game session. <laughs> yeah, which yes. isn't a great, isn't a great uh, way of doing it. Because the the troll game for me has to feel like, uh, like the designer didn't care. 
It has to yes. feel like you're being dragged along on this weird odyssey and the designers uh, just sort of throwing things up in the air, which is actually, I, as which I discovered, actually quite hard. All these weird <laughs> random ideas that throw out, they all actually have to be crafted, believe it or not. Mm. All these weird random concepts that just flash up and then disappear. You have to make all the assets. You have to, you have to be very uh, precise in order to make something that looks like it was made with no effort. Right. Well, and you need to you need to make it seem as if the player is doing something wrong, but not yeah. so wrong that it stops everything, but just wrong enough so the player feels like they're getting away with something. Oh, that's the classic Stanley Parable model, isn't it? Ooh. The classic um, stop pressing the red button model. Where you, <laughs> the game keeps telling the player to stop doing something, and that, of course, makes the player do it even more. Exactly. And then, and then, like, reality breaks down. That's like a pretty standard model for troll games. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I, I feel like Inscription had the makings of that, where you you have this this kind of camera feature where, you know, you can look at your cards, you can you know lean back a little bit to look at the whole table you can look at the other cards and so i feel like if they didn't give you any warning and you just accidentally hit that back button one too many times and your character all of a sudden stood up from the table and, and like that, actually, that was the do that though because uh, you're gonna because you can only do it while you're on the map screen right you can only do it when you're Can't on the map screen it can't do it mid-combat so you would need that, you would need a, a way in which the player would be futzing around with their controls yeah mm. Mm. yeah i'm not sure how you do that create an accident i know some like super chats coming in so i'll just uh as a quick aside i'll say remember we will tackle all your super chats from the halfway point if we do appreciate all your super chats it how it helps us keep going how we are able to make the content we want so please get in your super chats we are going to read them all out uh, from the halfway point of the podcast Absolutely. so we can ask any question you want or just say something embarrassing well you know what you internet types are like say something embarrassing about yourself though because that's way more fun for us hmm. but anyway yes because the other kind of troll game for me is um what i've always thought is all of the gaming equivalent of graffiti the sorts of um Games like Cruelty Squad, <laughs> oh, or games yeah. like um, the sort of mods people used to make for Half Life, where they just uh, replace the guns with penises, yeah. and uh, the monsters would be replaced with all their like audio would be replaced with clips from uh, Beavis and Butthead or something. Right, or uh, like there's that fan, there's a, there's a Doom mod, an original Doom mod I played once, where every texture was replaced with Tim Allen's head. And every sound was the grunt from Home Improvement. Yes, I don't know why I really love that stuff. And those like Newgrounds troll games, all those like yeah. five minute concept stuff that messes with your head. Because um, that feels like the avant garde of game design. Yes, that, that's, that's, that's the thing. It like, takes all the stuff we accept as red and just turns it completely around for us that kind of stuff that kind of uh, that kind of creativity is important in any art because that helps push the boundaries of what's acceptable exactly mm -hmm. uh, uh, as i said it's like graffiti if if you're the kind of person who appreciates graffiti as an art form then you'd appreciate this sort of uh, game design <laughs> i think yeah, no, and I mean, I I like that as a concept. Something like Cruelty Squad, which I did get a chance to play, um, 
just took it a little too far for my personal sensibilities. I, you know, I just couldn't take it visually, <laughs> but I appreciated well, the, the idea. A, the visuals are part of it. That's part of the, the meta statement. It's saying like, you expect this to look nice, but we've done the opposite. We're, we are pushing what we, your, your perceptions of what is an acceptable thing, man. <laughs> saying that's the same principle behind replacing all the textures with vaginas or whatever we were talking about. Oh, it's absolutely. Take an existing game in that case. Take mm. an existing game that we're all familiar with and just like completely shitting on it. And, you know, as a, as a sort of defiant statement of irreverence towards uh, someone else's attempted vision. And I think that's like an important part of art. It, it's mm-hmm. the cry from the underclass. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's taking something well-known and beloved and, and presenting it in a way in which nobody likes. And that is art. And again, with Cruelty Squad, I can appreciate that art and, right. and not necessarily want to play the game. <laughs> exactly. But then who says a game has to be fun? Ooh, maybe that's part of the statement. Who says a visual novel has to end with us snogging hotties? Maybe you could end with one of them hanging themselves. Mm. Thinking of a specific game there. No, we won't spoil that. Okay, I guess we won't. <laughs> whatever game that is, I'm. I honestly don't know. But as I say, this is the sort of thing that has to look like it's effortless. Mm-hmm. Like we just threw it out there, and we don't care. We just put it out, and we don't care what you think. And as and as we say, it's very hard to make something like Frog Fractions because it does take effort. Absolutely. Well, and, and it it takes something more than effort too, which is like you know, like we can bounce from Frog Fractions right over to Glitter Mitten Grove. But yes, the sequel to Frog Fractions. The sequel to Frog Fractions took it a step further by not never letting on that it's the sequel to Frog Fractions unless you go looking for it. Well, it it did, and that that was all the advertisements were. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, well, I suppose you had to give it away somewhere, right? Which it, which which, by the way, completely broke the game because Frog Fractions. If you are lucky enough to just play frog fractions without knowing anything about it you the experience is part of the the game the joy of the gameplay but going into glitter mitten grove you are looking for the next layer and that takes away the specialness of the troll I suppose. right hmm. so it shouldn't come as a surprise that i like like troll games and the ways they completely turn things on their head because I'm obliged to play so many games in the mainstream that all seem to be cobbled together from the same templates these days. Right. Someone mentions a, a half, uh, your local nerd mentions a Half-Life 2 mod called Watching Paint Dry. Seems like there was a lot of Half-Life 2 <laughs> troll mods, probably because it's quite easy to uh, mod Half-Life mm. 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Or It's easy to just fling these stupid ideas out. Like that was that was like uh, ga- things like Gary's Mod or Source Filmmaker were a mm. huge part of like the YouTube poop movement of you know like exaggerated random movements you know and and repeating sounds and kind of that horrifying uh, comedy in the absurd that we would get with those awful wonderful animations. That's what I appreciate as well. Those like really janky Gary's Mod animated youtube clips because yeah. that again that's another thing that feels like graffiti mm-hmm. like just that sort of stuff getting millions of views on youtube <clears throat> what's that series um the gmod idiot box oh i don't know that might one 
I I watched all of that solidly, like several times <laughs> over when I first discovered it. It's 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 so completely dumb. Yeah. And part of the fact that it's being done with like the assets of someone else's game that might have like uh, have like serious associations with them makes it all the more fun. Yes. Well, and it's, it's the there's the there's the there's the ground level joke of the slapstick violence. Then there's the meta joke that they're doing it with someone else's serious character. That's like the layers there. Well, and like all and all of that is presented through the total juxtaposition of how shitty it looks. Where you know, like when you have characters that are like floating, like obviously like floating to walk from one place to another. When yeah. you know that they should be in a walk cycle, that starts your brain off on on its journey to comedy. So good, so good. One of them seemed to be take influence from uh, Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. I'm always reminded of um, the sort of stuff Ren and Stimpy used to do, like the way like a character would just change expression and there'd just be like a fart sound effect as they did it. <laughs> yes, or or just a character like slowly creeping into frame but not moving a muscle, yeah. because yeah. Ren and Stimpy was, of course, a commentary on cartoons in general, <laughs> which is great, which is super yeah, great. It's great fun. Mm-hmm. So, with so, <laughs> so what what was our, what was our point? Inscription kind of falls flat in its attempt at uh, the troll game. So thing. far, I I haven't gotten far enough into it to discover if there's more layers that I have yet to find out. Um, but so far, they seem to be instead of letting the player discover the meta elements they are shining a big light on the meta elements and saying go go you can do that go play over there this is a flashlight that i was holding it looked like i was doing something else it was a flashlight Mm. yeah that's the problem it's being a bit too obvious with it yeah but it's important not to look like you're trying too hard especially when this is the gag when when the gag is let the players stumble upon this thing you can't cover it in incandescent tape and shine a big light on it and say look at that thing oh it'd be it'd be, it'd be crazy if you stumbled over that wouldn't it be oh that thing's crazy hmm? i always thought saints row 4 was a great example of a game that has clearly put a great amount of effort into looking like it was made without any care okay Sort of like the uh, the AAA side of that sort of thing. Because a lot of that's in the meta humor as well. The fact that this series that started as a serious GTA clone is now about you as the president of the United States being kidnapped by aliens and uh, unlocking various superpowers and lots of weird sort of side missions where it's suddenly a Metal Gear Solid parody. And there's another one where it turns into a Streets of Rage parody. Mm-hmm. And as, as I think I said in the review, it, it felt like a completely carefree experience, but it was obviously made with such care. <laughs> I think it takes a certain kind of mind, you know, a certain kind of mind that could be carefree with the ideas, but at the same time, focus on realizing them at too great personal expense. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's a that is a an intensely learned skill of being so good at something that it seems effortless, even though... It's obviously so full of care. So animals are running in and out. There must be squirrels outside. It almost requires being able to be in two minds, if you ask me. You have to be able to uh, just flip from one idea to the next. 
sure. But sure. you have to do that while also being able to focus on one idea long enough to craft all the assets and code it all and put it all in the game so it integrates with everything else. Mm. I guess this is where like working with more than one person might help. Ooh, I've just figured out why game studios exist. <laughs> you, just, you, need, you need to have one mad person going, and then well, this happens, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people not questioning it. Saying, okay, fair enough, great idea. I'll just go and render all those alien spaceships now. Mm. This will be my job for the next two weeks. I think I think you've cracked the code, Yahtzee. Congratulations. Well, this was a revelation. <laughs> well, Maybe I should try making a game with more than one person. Ooh, that would be quite the experiment. You could you could be the overseer and uh, and delegate. Ooh. Ooh, I'm diffi- I'm hard at I'm, I find that difficult. Mm-hmm. That's why I've I've been the only one working on zero punctuation for fifteen years. People have said, you know, do you want us to like do some of the art assets? And I said, no, no, it's my stream of consciousness. Only I will can realize what the the next appropriate art uh, for the next bit has to be. It's a censored dildo. Only I can censor that dildo properly. <laughs> it has to be a a bag of cheesy watsits mm-hmm. with eyeballs on the top, and. Um, 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 little miniatures of Nelson Col- Nelson's column instead of legs. Oh, it has to be that. My brain says so. Sure, but you could just type that out, and someone else could make it. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same because then they'd forget to like make the eyes exactly the right proportions to look one hundred percent mad. Mm, you're you're like asking right. Terry Gilliam to get someone else to do the animations in Monty Python. Mm. Clearly, he was the only one who understood how the visual theming for those things worked. Clear, clearly, no one else could have done it. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you, but that's okay. We can oh, disagree. No. We can disagree on this kind of thing. And I like to to bring us back to troll games, if I could, before we get too far off. Is do you and I only like troll games because we play so many games, or is there such a thing as the accessible troll game? I I would point to something like Undertale as a mm. as a you know trolly element as far as the combat is concerned. Yeah, it certainly has a little bit of uh, trolling to it, mm-hmm. and that's it. Flat out lies to you about it having combat. It, it tells you that uh, XP is for experience points when really it's a measure of how awful you are. <laughs> right, right. And that is a, a, a hit as far as indie games are concerned. That is a beloved franchise, even though it is based on a troll. It's funny how, I own, yeah, pretty much only indie games that can do that sort of thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, in AAA you have to explain yourself. <laughs> if it's only one person making the game, then you, you everything only needs to make sense to you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know, like there has to be an example. It would it would be an older game. It would have to be an older game, like before gaming was what it is now, where like a big AAA game made made a big swing like this. I want to say when AAA tries to do this sort of thing, the result is usually something like Sunset Overdrive. Which is like the patron saint of looking like it's trying too hard. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. 
Because you might have like all the crazy ideas you want, but then it has to pass through the filter of QA and marketing and middle management and everyone wanting to have their uh, impact. Yeah, all right. And want to, and uh, in, at the end of the day, it has to be something that people will buy, according to the demographics. I suppose. You have to free yourself of all of that before you can truly troll game. Well, well, that's why I'm I'm thinking of, you know, like early Nintendo, where they were just putting out whatever weird stuff they wanted. But I guess I guess you couldn't have troll games back then because the genre like the 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 um uh the medium of video games wasn't yet quite defined. Well there was so little memory. You could only really do one thing in a game early on. Mm. You couldn't like have an extra layer, like what we were talking about with troll games. You couldn't like suddenly be playing um Space Invaders, halfway through playing Adventure for the Atari 2600. Sure, sure. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, there was um, there were games on the Commodore 64 where while they were loading, they'd load a little mini-game called Invader Load. And you could just play Space Invaders for a bit while you're waiting for the rest of the game to load. <laughs> That's fun. I like that. But yeah, and Atari 2600 had plenty of really, really awful concepts. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, Custer's Revenge leaps to mind. Was that was that the one about having sex? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Whatever <laughs> you're whatever you're thinking, it either is that or something worse than that. Oh my! But you know, even outside of that sort of thing, you'd have like Johnson and Johnson games mm-hmm. where uh, you controlled a toothbrush protecting teeth. Spot. I remember the Seven Up Spot game. Cool spot. Cool spot. Uh, the Noid game, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, these are all just like slightly misguided marketing pushes. Yeah. Really. I suppose. I suppose. I'm thinking of like really, really bizarre games. I'm thinking of games like uh, Creatures on the Commodore 64, mm-hmm. where you're a cute little fluffy animal, and every now and again you'd have to solve a puzzle where if you got it wrong... Uh, one of your cute fluffy children would be bloodily messily chainsawed by a little cute blob monster <laughs> and blood would pour over everything and it would be a th- it would be the stuff of nightmares mm. okay i like that that's fun <laughs> that's a that fun pretty, experiment yeah that was pretty trolly mm. yeah okay so so that's what we got about troll games well, back in those days, there wasn't much to troll, I suppose. troll The essence of the troll game, as I think of it these days, is that it's sort of um, undermining the currently accepted idea of what a video game is. Whereas in Commodore 64 days, there was no real conception of what a video game was. It was the age of the bedroom programmer. People were making right. games about school kids beating up headmasters or someone just mowing his lawn on a sunny day. There was no real... There were no uh, real standards to um, hold up and skew in a satirical sort of context. Oh, right. The the medium itself was still coalescing. So, yeah, there was nothing to shine a light against. <laughs> well, actually, I just thought of a... There was a game that came out on a cover disc for the Amiga called Whipple World Giddy, which was a troll of Fantasy World Dizzy. Oh, okay. Well, that was uh, full of... Uh, stupid irreverent gags okay and it was deliberately like really horribly badly designed you just (laughs) walk across like 50 screens and then run into a puzzle that could only be sold by an item you could only get like 51 screens back 
so you had to walk all the way back. <laughs> Probably the first example I can think of of a troll game. I like I like that. I like that. Uh, what is the the Penn and Teller uh, classic troll game of uh, Desert Bus? Of course. Oh uh, ah yes, the classic troll game of Desert Bus, <laughs> which was taking off of um, driving games generally, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now I'm thinking of Progress Quest. Did you ever play Progress Quest? I have. Did you ever open quotes play Progress Quest? I have never heard of Progress uh, Progress. That was just Quest. an application that you'd run on your computer, and uh, it was just like a text-based RPG that just played itself. Like it would just go, "You fo- you killed a troll, you killed a goblin, you killed an orc," <laughs> and then your your equipment bag would fill up with loot, <laughs> and then you'd automatically go to. And when it was full, you automatically go to town and sell all the loot. Mm-hmm and automatically buy upgrades. And it was supposed to be a joke, but these days we have idle games that are basically the same thing, unironically. It was originally like a takeoff on EverQuest and stuff like that. Sure. Which were just grind-focused games mm-hmm. where you just go out to the wilderness and like kill a million spiders and then go back and sell all the spider guts. Right, and uh, what a lovely joke about how monotonous that is by literally taking out all of the action. <laughs> But yeah. now we just have that. But now, now that we just have that, mm. people turns out people like the illusion of progress without them having to do any work. We we just like watching numbers go up. That's it. We love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah my wife was really into Cookie Clicker for a while. She loves she's like those numbers going up. She's a maths graduate, actually. Oh well, then. They- <laughs> well, actually, it turns out there is actually some there is actually some gameplay in Cookie Clicker because yeah. you can. There are things you can do to sort of maximize your cookie intake that appeals to people who are into maths. Sure. That's like uh, why people like clicker games. Mm-hmm. Bless you, Toffee. Whoa, whoa Toffee. All right. We just had a little sneeze. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't munch your own butt so much. Uh, oh, no, allergic to butts. Who isn't? anyway did we have a final point or can we move on to super chats uh i i guess our our final point is that the uh there's two kind of points that i would like to wrap up on one which is like if you are going to make a troll game you can never let on like don't tell anyone the joke let the players find the joke and don't think too hard about it (laughs) Don't think too hard about it. I sometimes talk about making a dating sim about uh, romancing Nazis and Spandau prison, but mm. I can never make that now because I've thought too much about it. Mm. That's fair. That's very, very fair. Uh, and uh, the second point is that they're very necessary. For for any medium uh, to exist, yes. there has to be the, the counter to that medium. That's the, that's the slightly iffy feeling I have about stuff like Game Pass. Hmm. Like all that stuff has to be approved, but where's the how? How do these uh, irreverent satirical troll games get into this business? Well, and with something like Game Pass, how irreverent can your game be if you're not really paying for it? Exactly. You know, you you have no investment. I, you know, typically speaking, when I play a game on Game Pass, I don't have that much investment into that game. I mean, the troll game is traditionally just like a random executable you download from someone. Right. And Windows, like, flat out 
will block you from running a lot of that these days. If you download an executable and try to run it, Windows will go, we protected your computer, we're heroes. <laughs> right. Well, for, you know, Frog Fractions was, was web-based for so long. Actually, mm. you, you can probably still play it in browser, I believe. Uh, I, know, yeah. I know you can play it via Steam now, but I, I believe that's you can still a lot play of, it in browser. Yeah. That's why a lot of troll games are browser-based, because uh, you didn't have to get past any fucking like editorial process or Windows filter to play the fucking thing. Yes. You didn't have to sign it like it's a fucking Mac application. <laughs> a troll subscription service. That's what we need. Well, I've always said we needed like a subscription service that's kind of like late night television, where you just tune into it at like three in the morning to see what's on, and there's all this really wan- random stuff that, that wouldn't be allowed at any other time of day. Yes. And it's not a video on demand service. It just keeps playing constantly, and you, you never know what you're going to catch. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Maybe just like some kind of random itch.io thing. Ooh. You just download something at random from itch.io and... And you play it. Yes. Uh, yes, I love that idea. All right. Why don't we move on to Super Chats? As I saw a few of them that I believe uh, we can get some oh, yes. talking Oh, yes. Super Chats on. so often drive the discussion. Absolutely. Um, so let's get through them. First of all, Jed Barber gives four ninety nine before the uh, broadcast, actually. Mm. What a trooper. To say, Yahtzee, just finished We'll Save the Galaxy for Food last week. I greatly enjoyed it and wanted to let you know. Thank you very much, Jed Barber. I need to start the third book in the trilogy at some point. And Ooh. comments like that remind me that I need to be doing that. That we all enjoy your writing and you should do it more. Yes, thanks for the, thanks for the pressure. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, that hopefully that helps with the momentum. Like, you've done this before. It's okay. You've done this before. Yes, yes, yes. And soon I'll have my CPAP machine. Ooh. So everything will be much, much easier. Imagine how how well you'll do once you're well rested. Ooh. Combine being well rested and being slightly drunk. Ooh. Why that's like being much more productive on two levels. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have very different ideas about what productivity means. <laughs> Surely we, it's everyone knows that everything we do in life is slightly easier if you're slightly drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment. Emmanuel Sanchez Tovar, what a name, Ooh. gave us five US dollars to say, What about an RPG that secretly is an isekai about Yahtzee? Well, that's the sort of thing that sounds fun in concept, but would probably be a lot of very boring work. Mm. Like most RPGs. <laughs> The, yes you can't really just sort of like fart out an rpg there's like you have to work out a load of upgrade tables you have to work out your progression path for all of the stats it's complex stuff right and then you know you can't let the gag on that it's actually about yahtzee too early and so then how do you properly hide that information while you're getting all these little upgrades hmm. Hmm. mm-hmm uh, you might have missed uh, SVS Guru 2000, who is a member for six months to bonus content, who said, is there a difference between troll game and a shitpost game? Is there such a thing as a shitpost game? Well, I'd say we need to work out our definitions here, because I kind of feel like they're kind of the same thing. 
Uh, I guess. Well, I guess, I guess, like we've talked about both of those sorts of things. Frog Fractions is a troll game. Something like that shit we talked about on Newgrounds, where it's just um, you press a button and see a picture of a big pile of shit fly into someone's mouth. <laughs> that would be a shit post game. The graffiti game, the textures of Tim Allen in Doom. Sure, sort of that's game. your shit post game. Yeah, great. I all right. I, I like go. that. Not so, you know, like still important to the art. Obviously, outsider art is very important. Not necessarily mm. the same because the insiders get set in their ways. Mm, absolutely, mainstream video games. Yeah, that's why we need all the all the indies to shake things up. AAA games are so mired in templates and standard processes; they might as well all be made from fucking stickle bricks. Yeah, whatever that is, make them from those. Do you not have stickle bricks in this country? Uh, I don't know if I've ever heard of stickle bricks. Or it's it, like uh, it's like Duplo, but all the pieces have got like spikes, and that's how they lock together. No, no, no. We don't have stickle bricks. Well, have you looked into getting them? No, that sounds like I. I mean, I step on enough Lego bricks here to kill my feet already. That sounds like it would hurt significantly more. Hmm. Well, they're not like very hard spikes. What about fuzzy felt? Do you have fuzzy felt? We have felt like the fabric. I've never heard of fuzzy felt. Uh, specifically, fuzzy felt. It's like there's like a background made of felt and you've got like little characters made of felt uh-huh. and the felt sticks to other felt. Okay. In a sort of Velcro sort of way. And so you make little pictures out of felt. Ah, forget it. Henry14356 gives uh, 199 US to say portals are troll games. Question mark. Well, no. No. Not, no. The por- I assume you're talking about the portal games. Yeah. Those are just games with some uh, subversive humor in them. It, you know, it would be amazing. A portal would be considered a troll game, and I personally think it would be amazing if there was a way to miss the the all the bonus levels of portal. Yeah, because it doesn't like take a turn, but you you kind of have to do it. Right, and it's kind of obvious that you're supposed to be doing something at that point. Right. Instead of get killed. If if there was a way to complete the game without escaping, then yes, Portal would be an epic troll game because, you know, mm. half of the half of the people who played Portal wouldn't know about this other side of Portal, which would be amazing. A kinky cadaver gave us five US dollars. What a very Halloween-y name there. Say the entire workshop mods for Left 4 Dead 2 are similar to that, replacing tanks with Shrek and boomers with Wario. Now, you know what's the hotbed for this shit? It's Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim's got, if you want to like change all the dragons to Macho Man Randy Savage, the modders have got you covered. Yep. Yep. Or turn your horse into a My Little Pony. That's why Skyrim mods have to specifically say if they're law friendly or not, because most of them is that kind of shit. Is there, is there a mod randomizer? Like undoubtedly, probably somewhere. Because that would be you know like 
like you know you go to you go to um oh what's the big mod site now nexus nexus you go to mm. nexus mods and you is it not mod db anymore oh i i, I guess i i go to nexus um and you know you click like you, you you spin a wheel and you don't know what mod you're about to get and then you just start playing skyrim and wait until the mod kicks in <laughs> i think i've seen like people play dark souls with like a special mod that switches the gameplay mod every 10 seconds or something right that would be very fun because then yeah all of a sudden just your enemies boop they're all thomas the tank engine and then Mm. boop the enemies are back to normal but everybody has ice skates on some people like those challenge mods where i think there's one of these for dark souls probably for skyrim as well where just every 10 seconds it just changes what weapon you're using Ooh, you just have to deal yeah get through the game with that I I like that because then it turns those games into WarioWare, which is a game that I love. So just mm, go fa- well, go fast, argu- figure it out. Arguably, Meister Kleister Heist Era gives five euro to say MGS two trolled by hiding that for eighty percent of the game you don't actually play as Snake. Trailers made it look like Raiden didn't exist. Troll via marketing. I always, I got hung up a bit on Raiden there because I can never remember if it's Raiden or Raiden. Because it depends if you're talking about Metal Gear Solid or Mortal Kombat. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. They have different standards. That wasn't really what we're talking about, though. That's just like... uh... Yeah, that's just marketing bullshit. Yeah, how would you classify that? marketing bullshit that's that's just you know they know that you know who snake is so they're going to show you as much snake as they can Hmm. that's not that's not i guess i know because and they're not trolling like to me trolling has this like whimsy to it right like trolling is this like yeah, I'm doing something dumb, but I'm doing it in a lighthearted way. I'm doing it in a way that I hope entertains. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And that's a good way of thinking of it. And so, if someone if someone just does something mean, that's not them trolling. That's them being a dick. And yeah. so, and that's what like the advertisers were doing there. Like, oh yeah, we know that Snake's not in this game a lot, but we're just going to show you a lot of Snake because that's what we think is going to sell you on it. That's not trolling. Mm. That's that's them being assholes. Yeah, that's just misrepresenting. Yeah, like the difference between a prank and just lying to someone. <laughs> <laughs> just saying your wife's dead. <laughs> what? Ha <laughs> That was a clever prank. It's not a prank if they've got absolutely no reason not to believe you. Right, right. Or or those pranks where you just like go up behind someone and push them. Like that's not a prank. That's yeah. just you're just pushing someone. That's... The the ideal prank sort of exposes the other person's like naivete, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you get someone to believe something that's uh, obviously not true. That's a prank. Right, right. And so they're like trolling. The joke is on them. It's it's not just like being cruel to someone. Yes, yes. And so let's all remember that trolling has whimsy to it. Um, yeah. Whimsy, exactly. Whimsy. That's, that's a good thing to think of going forward. Mm-hmm. The characteristic of the troll game is whimsy. <laughs> Come with me on my fantastical journey. Woohoohoohoohoo. <laughs> On that note, yes. Gecko Gamer gives five euro to say, "Do you prefer the data kind of troll art that's just random nonsense, or the surreal kind that's very carefully constructed to have no meaning at all?" I kind of like the constructed thing because even though someone's like uh, trying to seem as having no meaning or trying to be totally random, mm-hmm. liking one of those like crack lifestyle mods, I think 
if you sort of take a step back, like looking like you're looking for pictures in the clouds, it sort of is quite revealing about the personality that created it hmm. without the, them intending it to be. Hmm. If you see what I mean. Yes, I I guess I would argue the same as in the random though. I would I would argue okay. similar things about the random of of obviously there is no creator so there is no intention and so both in both situations you're pulling your own meaning. But uh if you're looking at something that someone else created then it reveals something about that creator. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. I yeah, I was misunderstanding your point of they view might, there. Yes, mm-hmm. they might inadvertently reveal something. It's like you know, uh, word association. Mm-hmm. Like they say the first thing that comes to their mind and inadvertently reveal things about their psyche when doing so. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. I I I also really like kind of randomly generated. Uh, noise or or you know like stuff like ai dungeon where it is this kind of abstract word salad and when something arises from that to me that's equally as impressive uh you know a thousand Mm -hmm. monkeys typing at a thousand typewriters uh you get some word salad that makes sense and that's interesting Ooh, we're getting a lot of uh spam bots in the Ooh, in the y- chat today you know we're doing good when the sex bots come oh yeah when the sex uh, <laughs> and you know just, and you know we're doing mentioning... it well when the sex bots come yeah just uh you mentioning trolls perhaps has just drawn all them in with the algorithms when they come uh scavenger gives five dollars to say you might want a better name for these since steam defines a troll game as scams to get money or make players upset like school shooting sims well scams aside it isn't like the school shooting sim itself a sort of uh artistically valid thing something that makes us like analyze our own feelings about it does that not have a place in the play in the world of art I mean, school shootings exist. Yes, and even if someone's being like disrespectful about it, that's that's that has some value as art to make us uh, ex, uh, examine our own feelings. Uh, I think while technically that is correct, I can understand why Valve wouldn't want that on their platform. Um, well, true. Well, and again, this is where we where we come back to that definition of a troll game where. Where, you know, something that's exploitative, exploitative, is that how you say that word? That's how I'm going to say it. Hmm. Exploitative. You're just like uh, deliberately upsetting people for clicks, you mean? Exactly. So Something that, you know, takes a tragedy like a school shooting and, you know, churns out a crappy game and names it after that school shooting does, is not necessarily whimsical. I'm not saying it's not artistic <laughs> because obviously, like Yahtzee just said, it conveys thoughts, feelings, ideas through a given medium. It is It has artistic value. But... That's a, that's a that's a uh, that's exploitation, not trolling. Okay. All right. Fair enough then. Right. Well, it sounds like Steam needs to change their definitions then. Scavenger. Absolutely. Well, I, I think a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people, reference trolling when they are just being assholes. A lot of people will say that they're trolling when they're being dickheads. 
Fair enough. People do tend to throw out that word a lot these days to mean all sorts of antisocial things. Exactly. And so, you know, the definition changes with time. So maybe we should think of a better definition for these types of games. Whimsy games? Whimsy games. Whimsy games. <laughs> we seem to have latched onto that word. I, yeah, it's a fun word. It's a fun word well, and keep, the world needs more of it. Well, let's keep going because these super chats keep coming in thick and fast. Shit. Uh, RK Knight gives $5 to say, if troll games are a genre, how do we stop them from being generic? Ever since Doki Doki Literature Club, I think troll games have become easier to spot and less surprising. Well, you know why they get easier to spot is because the nature of the internet means everyone knows it's a troll game within about five minutes of it coming out. Mm. Yes. And of course, advertisement. Like you want to advertise your game. And so you look at other successful games like Frog Fractions and say, we're like Frog Fractions. Wink, wink. We'll play our game. Wink, wink. Uh, as a selling point, because you want to sell your game. Well, that's why well. I say you got to put these things out by like non-standard means, mm-hmm. like just download it randomly from a site. Yes. That's where the true troll games dwell. Absolutely. Under the bridge with all the filth. Absolutely. That's why we need like, uh, that's why we need things like, like we need to bring back patronage. You know, we need to bring back just like rich ass people throwing money at artists to make weird shit. Well, we're certainly a right place in society for that, mm. with income inequality being at what it is. We're ripe for recreating the fucking golden age of art patronage when a whole lot of rich assholes would patronize struggling artists mm-hmm. and get them to paint them being all handsome and riding a horse exactly just give money to you know if if you have a lot of money just throw it at artists and say make whatever weird shit you want here's money to live for a month or maybe just pay your taxes i mean, also nice. like that would be great it would be super yeah um <clears throat> uh that guy you know gives two dollars to say what about the insert wacky thing dating sims Yes, there's a lot of those in the troll game genre. Mm. If you look on itch.io, there's like a million. You just search for dating sims. Yes. Of every flavor you could imagine. And uh, unfortunately, it's becoming so formulaic that it's no longer it's no longer abstract. It's no longer juxtaposing itself against regular dating sims because now all we have is wacky yeah. dating sims. Gotta mix up your game, whimsy merchants. Boom! Uh, Ignoresome mm-hmm. gives uh, 200 ars, A-R-S, mm-hmm. whatever that is. I love it, whatever say, it is. Sorry for off topic, but I wanted to ask this since forever. Despite all the praise Dark Souls receives here, what would you say is the worst aspect of the game? I love it, but it discourages experimenting with builds. I wouldn't say it discourages experimenting with builds. Well, I do find that my builds tend all sort of get sort of similar towards the end. Um, I just think you're not trying hard enough. Uh, I've oh, sorry, I'm play, <laughs> I'm playing it wrong. Am I? I well, I think that's oh. that's a you as a player. I I've played Dark Souls with drastic, you know, strength build, uh, wizard build, kind of a generic all around build. I've, I think you can. Um, you can go broad with your different builds. Hmm. Uh, but the biggest problem oh, with Dark Souls. Okay. Uh, the, question? the bed of chaos. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, there's a lot of problems with Dark Souls. It's very, um, uh, while it's purposefully obtuse on where to go, uh, at some points in the game, I feel like it's a little too obtuse. Uh, I'm thinking uh, kind of where, where Nick was on his Dark Souls playthrough, where after you get the uh, after you get the magic bowl uh, and the, the door glow disappears from those places, you might not remember where those doors were. Yeah, it's also that point in the game where it suddenly starts getting really linear. Mm-hmm. Like up until then, everything's sort of like interconnecting and really well designed, and and then it's just like linear paths through environments until you get reach the dead end with the final boss, mm-hmm. and then you teleport back home. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I think I do think that's legitimately some problems. I think some of the uh, obviously, like it has a ton of like hitbox detection problems, which are then exploited by players. But I mean, you know, you, you give and you take. It it has legitimate issues. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. Michael Wolf gives two dollars to say, Yahtzee, have you seen Nick's Persona Five stream? Oh, well, I've been like tuning in here and there, but as I suspected, he's like a very, very, very tiny way through the game. <laughs> Because that's the nature of Persona games. Yes. Um, I haven't really picked up on if he's enjoying it or not. I figure if we could just get him to like the end of the first dungeon, mm-hmm. first palace, he'll that will probably hook him in because it does most people. Ooh. Oh. Um, by the way, I just see right here, I want to say it before the chat scrolls, uh, is someone is uh, suggesting, suggesting we call these games iceberg games as you only see a, a chunk of the game and there's a larger underneath. Well, that doesn't tell you much. I liked it scavenger. Chaos Chris gives $25 money bags. To say, provided by Lunchtime Entertainment Fund Trust. Uh, okay. We have- that probably means something to somebody. Thanks for a big pile of money, Chaos mm-hmm. Chris. We do appreciate it. That guy you know gives $5. To say, I wouldn't call the old game troll games. They were just fun, silly games before everything got pigeonholed into genres and marketability. I'm sure that referenced some specific game we talked about, but who knows what well, at this point. How old games would just could be anything because there was no real standard in place. Right. Now there is now there are standards and hence the troll games. Hmm. So yes. Agreeing with us there, I think. Okay, great. Uh Gecko Gamer gives five euro to say I am reminded of an old PC virus that would periodically force you to play Pac-Man. Ah, the whimsical days of virus programming. (laughs) When you can have a bit of fun with it, where you could just have a virus that just makes a voice yell out, hey, boss, come over here, I'm looking at gay porn. Right, now we have days It's all like sinister viruses that steals people's money. Yeah. It's just not fun anymore. Where's the whimsy? The whimsy. (laughs) I'm going to very whimsically pick up my dog. Whimsy. (laughs) Oh, Hello. Whimsy. Hello, Tuffy. With your little whimsy. With your little jacket, you are full of whimsy. Yes. You know why? It looks like a cape, and I love it. Look at that broken face. Oh. He has accepted that this is his life now. <laughs> just getting puppeted whimsically on streams. Ooh, to and oh, fro. Just, 
Oh, fine. Get it over with. Uh, Arcane Knight gives $2 to say, is there a game where the player trolls themselves? Is there a game in which the player trolls themselves? Maybe if they were playing an RPG where they have to enter their own name and they enter something like cock and then the whole game calls the game calls them cock the whole time. Listen here, cock. That's <laughs> about the only example I can think of. Right. That would be moving on. That would be fun, by the way. That would be interesting is if uh, like an RPG started and, you know, like Dark Souls, you got to pick your your stats and your your appearance and stuff. And and you even got to pick like some some starting out stats and like, oh, I'm going to be like a barbarian or whatever. And then what you're actually doing is designing the first boss and you just play as some (laughs) generic thing. And it's like, oh, crap. And so you're designing like the person you end up fighting. That could be neat. I thought you were going to say, uh, like, and then you that character you created, like, dies five minutes in and you play someone else. <laughs> oh, I like Which that is too. kind of what Metal Gear Solid Five did, thinking about oh, it. Oh, sure, sure. You spend all this time uh, designing your character, and then for some reason you're just playing as Big Boss, right. and then that doesn't back until, like, way later in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil Collins gives 449 British pounds to say, Yeah, so you've referenced the Mitchell and Webb look within this very podcast. Do you enjoy Peep Show? Would like to know your take. I do quite like Mitchell and Webb. And I quite like Peep Show in parts, but I've never really been a fan of cringe humor. So a lot of it's, uh, I find hard to watch. Mm. I have seen uh, Mitchell and Webb sketch here and there. They seem to be very funny. I have no idea what Peep Show is. So it's, uh, That was their sitcom. Oh, okay. It was a... Uh, it was, uh, Sitcom where that takes place entirely from the perspective of uh, one of the characters. Oh. It's a it was a first person sitcom. Oh, I don't think I would like that. <laughs> it was avant garde. Mm. Uh, Scavenger gives five dollars to say I like iceberg game or unfolding game where the real intent of games is hidden. This way you separate Spec Ops: The Line or Conquers from Pissed. <laughs> unfolding games i don't know i think you could say a lot of games were unfolding games i've said before that the ideal way to design like an open world game was to have it unfold as you go Ooh, you're right you're right and so yeah it's it's all about like coalescing what what joins all of these games i don't know i think troll games sums it up pretty well troll implies sort of like uh hidden intentions Yes, a, a sinister undertone. The the only issue is that the the definition of troll has changed around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. A troll under a bridge. That's what it is. Games that where you're going across a bridge and there's a troll there. <laughs> uh, also, Wicked Studios member for thirteen months uh, upgrades to early access, and uh, his comment is: Would Doki Doki count as one? Kind of. Referring presumably to Doki Doki Literature Club mm. and not Doki Doki Panic or any of the other Japanese games with Doki Doki in the title, because Doki Doki is Japanese onomatopoeia for a pounding heartbeat. Oh, did you know that? I did not. That's why it's in so many game titles. Doki Doki. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think Doki Doki Literature Club uh, was intended as a sort of a subversive trolley experience, mm-hmm. in my opinion. 
I haven't played it. I can't add anything to this. Okay. Well, I might have spoiled it earlier in the stream, but we didn't mention exactly what the game was. Great. I've already forgotten what you spoiled, so we're good. Good. James Matchett gives $5 to say something embarrassing. One Halloween, I fell into a deep ditch as a drunk Buzz Lightyear when I was trying to find a place to pee. Thanks, thanks for sharing, James Matchett. Okay. Wouldn't if it was like an authentic Buzz Lightyear costume? Wouldn't have been a spacesuit? Wouldn't that have had like a thing to pee into? Right. That's uh, that's the yeah. lesson learned. Is next time get a catheter and uh, make yeah, it more should've, authentic. Sh- should have thought ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put on some diapers. Cadmon Alima gives five dollars to say, "What was that card game where you can stand up called again?" Could you say it three times, once normally, once slow, once fast as possible? Sure. That we, we were yes, we were talking about inscription with a Y. Yes, inscription spelled with a Y. In the middle, not at the start. Mm-hmm. Crypt, so it's got the word crypt in there. Right. So the name of the game is Inscription. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That- Mary at Wordglass gives $10 to say, was just watching an honest trailer for Metroid Dread and was suddenly dumped here when I alt-tabbed and heard Yahtzee Crotal's calm voice and hit my head on my wall, switching tabs. I'm s- okay. sorry? Thanks for letting us know. I mean, welcome. Thanks for coming. Dev Narayan gives 200 rupees. I've come to recognize that symbol now. To mm. say, really enjoy the Slightly Something Else podcast, so just showing my support. Also, thanks for the Three Men in a Boat book recommendation. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad you did. Jerome K. Jerome was like the original whimsical <laughs> British <laughs> witty writer. He was like the first one in like the, the trail that includes P.G. Woodhouse, mm. Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett, and at the very end, me. Ooh, so much fluttering. If you're not interested in your literary history. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man, there's a lot of these. Ice Age 70 gives $5 to say, I think a great example is Lisa the Pointless, which was a wonderful fan game for the Lisa series. Then Lisa Tippy Dobbs skyrocketed the dumb. Okay. You played the Lisa games? I have not played the Lisa games. And I haven't really, I think I started one and played through it. They're sort of uh, very depressing, but weirdly quirky, hmm. earthbound inspired RPGs. All right, yeah, it sounds like something they're I very, might like. Yes, we'll give them a check them out. They're, they're very much their own thing. Sure. Something I see in the chat that I, w- I would like to uh, reference before it goes away is someone saying, is getting over it a troll game? I think getting over it lays its cards on the table. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the whole challenge. Mm-hmm. Get past this. Uh, level with this incredibly difficult movement system right while we while we talk to you about it in a calm voice it might be in you might be trolling yourself in thinking that the game will change or become easier or you'll understand it as it goes on but no the game is exactly what it states to be there you go Mm -hmm. actually the game that inspired it sexy hiking was a bit trolly it was one of those like casually thrown out ideas 
that I talk that I'm talking about. Yes. That infest itch.io these days. Because mm. it had that, like, that weird movement system, and then it would just end with like this really horribly designed end screen. And the title screen was like scribbled over with MS Paint. Definitely one of those trying to look like it didn't give a shit mm-hmm. sort of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jumbly Wobbly gives 5,000 CRC to say, do you have any opinions on the art of troll advertising in the vein of Devolver Digital's E3 presentations? Those are fun, aren't they? They they are, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, troll advertisements also have a, a terrible... Uh, a terribly short half-life where, you know, you get one big one and then diminishing returns for every subsequent one. It's almost a contradiction in terms, really. Because an, an advert design is designed for a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And Troll Games, by our definition, is something that is made without real purpose. Ooh, well, they're not made without real purpose purpose there you know again it's just an expansion of the the art form it's it's a stream of consciousness Mm. an expression of whim and advertising is very uh targeted yes Uh, well and you know i think there are there are lovely examples you know if you look at stuff like like you know what cartoon or what like adult swim was doing with like too many cooks or uh unedited Mm. footage of a bear which are two fantastic advertisements for adult swim um, uh, something that I've run into because actually, you know, this is part of my job is making viral videos for corporations. Um, part of the issues that you have is tying the product to the video. You can have a video do incredibly well, but that doesn't equal clicks on a product. No, well, quite. You know, well, for something like. Uh, what you're describing there on Adult Swim, that's just sort of selling the general vibe of the, the network, isn't right. it? Right, right. So, yeah, it, it works for that. So it works for that. But, like, like troll advertisement very rarely works. Uh, there was, you know, like, everybody probably remembers, like, Chuck Testa, right? The the uh, the famous viral <laughs> video of the, of the guy who did, uh, what do you call that when you stuff a wild animal? Taxidermist? Yes. The Nope Chuck Testa was part of a television show of viral marketers who were proving that they could make a viral video out of any business. And they made the Chuck Testa video, which did very well. Um, Chuck Testa was interviewed like a year after its viral success, and he, he said he saw absolutely zero change in his business. <laughs> He was like, my regular customers didn't know about the video, and anybody who watched that video didn't want taxidermied animals. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> hmm. BS Marsh, give us $5 to say, I saw the Ask the Creators, and I'm laughing at the Vegemite question and answer. I forget what I said there. I'm sure it was hilarious. See, well, I say so many funny things, it's hard to remember them all. You just can't keep track. People say, I enjoyed the such-and-such reference in this week's video. I'm like, I made a such-and-such reference? Because that's what happens when you stream of consciousness, I suppose. Right. You can't contain, you can't absorb your own brilliance. Quite. I've often often been concerned about that. 
I just can't conceptualize the vastness of my genius. Right, right. Well, it's a good problem to have, but a problem nevertheless. I, I don't see it as a problem because if you tried to understand your own genius, you would, you would contain it and then it would no longer flow. Exactly. Yeah. It's like at the moment we understood the universe, it would immediately cease to exist and be replaced by something more complicated. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, the Foxo Gaming gives $5 with no comment. Thanks for the money anyway, the Foxo Gaming. Mm -hmm. SVS Guru 2000 gives €5 Euro to say, is there a specific reason that you chose small dogs over a large one? Well, they're uh, much easier to manage for a start. I mean, Toffee's a kind of an asshole who always barks at other dogs when we're on a walk. Okay. But um, every time it happens, the other dog owner just laughs because he's such a little dog. And that, they probably wouldn't find it as funny if he was a gigantic Alsatian. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I thought it would be nice to have a big dog. Because what I've read about big dogs is that big dogs sort of naturally love children. Mm. Whereas little dogs do not. <laughs> Big dogs sort of it sort of triggers their immediate protect the pack instinct. Sure, sure. But little dogs tend to see themselves as more in competition with the little kids. So I think Toffee and my daughter are sort of gradually coming to an understanding, but they're not great friends. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, bigger dog, bigger poops, bigger dog, yeah. more dog food. Yeah, mm. bigger dog. If if they get into a chewing habit. You lose half your stuff. Yep. Bigger dog, more dog hair. It's, yeah, there's trade-offs. Yeah. Little dog's manageable. Mm -hmm. Little dogs don't take over your life. <laughs> Mappy1964 gives $5 to say, the last time I fell for a troll game was an online flash game where after a few seconds of play, a screaming lady jumped out at me. Quite shocking. Oh, there were a few of oh, those. Oh, man. That was a, that was a trend for a while in the world of online trolly flash games. Right. Like the first I think I made a meme. I made a spoof one once yeah. when they were like, when there was a lot of them coming out. I just, I, it looked like one of those things. It would like, it just showed like a still image of uh, of a living room, mm -hmm. and there was a caption saying something like, "Pay attention to this part of the screen and watch very carefully, and you just might see the spooky ghost." Then after something like 30 seconds of silence, like um, Thus Spake Zarathustra just slowly faded in. And then a huge picture of Columbo just slowly... <laughs> slowly. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was my uh, spoof. That was your spoof on um, the spoof? That was my spoof on the gotcha horror mm -hmm. thing. I like it. Uh, the Foxo Gaming... It comes back to actually say something this time. Gives five dollars to say you troll yourself by playing Escape from Tarkov. I don't really know what that is. Okay. Oh, they keep coming. Handsome Aaron gives five dollars to say I've heard an interpretation of Yeek that the game is just meant to just be trolling you. I don't agree with it, but I get where they're coming from. I think there's way too much pretension and way too much work gone into that game to think it was just a massive troll yeek do you know of yeek it's like the most pretentious indie game ever made oh it's subtitled a postmodern rpg oh jesus no i probably read that and said nope so there's a couple of good videos online about it um the snakerer has a good one it's about an hour long but it'll give you the gist of the game it's the, one of the most pretentious games you'll ever hear of <laughs> Ew. 
That's Tersnakera, who generally does pretty good uh, lengthy video essays if you want something on in the background to kill time. Sure, I I see it. He has he has one on Yeek that is uh, probably the best video I've seen covering that particular game. Two it will tell and you everything you need to know. Hours. It's a pretty big game. That is a, lo- a um, lot of video. So that's why I say it probably wasn't a troll game. Okay. Well, there you go. You know, the sort of game where like there's like 45 minute conversations where characters just describe their personalities to each other. Yes. It's that kind of shit. Oh, Jesus. As I say, pretentious as hell. Gotcha. President Walker gives $2 to say Pacific Blue gives $2 to say. I think this is a running gag that those imps in the chat have been doing lately. Okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with him giving us money to have a gag. Scavenger gives $2 to ask, is this the last Super Chat? No, it isn't. But uh, I will say no more Super Chats now, please, because we've run on a bit and it's nearly time for my lunch. Mm -hmm. I want to get this shit wrapped up. Wrap it up. Thanks for the money, though. We like Mm -hmm. it. Meister Kleister Heist Air gives two euro to say any good examples of troll books, films, comics, etc. There's plenty of troll comics if you look into like the you know the old indie scenes, the old zines <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the uh, the alternative comic scenes. You know, it's it's tough. Face moose and all that <laughs> book though, because that like that's just a good twist. Like, yeah. books are such a great medium for twists as, you know, they are, books are very good at not giving you all of the information. I'd say Monty Python and the Holy Grail might be a good troll film. Certainly feels like it ends with a troll. <laughs> sure. Like, the end, piss off. The History of the World Part 1. <laughs> Mel Brooks's. Mel Brooks is like hot and cold for me. Mm. Some of his films are some of my favorite comedy films of all time. Mm-hmm. The Producers, mm-hmm. Blazing Saddles, and then some of his films just leave, leave me completely cold. Sure, I don't think History of the World is like the slightest bit funny. And I, it's not. It's definitely not one of his funniest films. But uh, just the fact that it's called The History of the World Part One, and they never had any intention of making Part Two. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's certainly. Trolling. Right. Sen of War gives five dollars to say off topic. Why do you think the RTS genre died? Only thing that kind of survived was Civ. It was such a staple of early PC gaming. Has it died? I didn't hear. I don't believe it's, it's not really dead. an interest of mine. Yeah, you like strategy games, don't you? Uh, I'm okay with them. I don't much care for real time strategy games. I I enjoy like uh, turn based strategy games because then I get to take all the time I want to think because it takes me long. Time to think. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've never liked real-time strategy just because I feel overwhelmed by all the different things you have to worry about. Yes. So if you want my opinion, that's probably why it died, if it has died. Yeah. I hadn't heard that it died. I don't believe it's died. No, I don't believe it has either. Isn't it like like a international global industries based around Korean StarCraft professional gaming? I'm sure. I'm sure. Mac Attack Games gives four ninety nine dollars to say, yeah, I've been listening to your audiobooks. Finished your Saved Stroke Destroy the Galaxy books. Can't wait for the third book. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the more of that pressure, Mac Attack Games. Because <laughs> I've 
continue to feel guilty about not having started that one yet and it is the next one i have to write but you know cpap machine cpap machine will make everything right Mm -hmm. you're gonna wake up refreshed and ready to go yes stop feeling so bloody tired while i'm trying to read out super chats Mm -hmm. Uh, the Witching Hour upgraded membership to early access. We appreciate so much that the support. Hour. No comment though. Mm-hmm. And finally, RK Knight gives two dollars to say two dollars to please give Toffee a boop on the nose. Oh well, if you paid money to do it, better do it right. All right, we're ready. Okay, are you watching? <laughs> Hold still, Toby. I'm trying to boop your nose. It is booped. Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out, watching, and or listening to this. Our loose topic here was games that uh, provide unexpected experiences, a.k.a. troll games. That's a perfectly good name for them. (laughs) Stop messing with the definition of troll. We're just, yeah, we're just, we're we're rolling with it, Jans. Uh, so yeah, thanks for watching. Oh, there's one more. Someone put in a super chat. Might as well just read it out, but we don't have to reply to it. Um, weird Russian name I can't pronounce uh-huh. gives 200 rubles to say trolling is an interesting part of game design if used correctly not like having entire game around it for example having a nasty enemy that sole purpose is to annoy you mm. thank you Russian name mm-hmm. that's it great uh, remember that stuff is happening on the website uh, for for anyone who is not a YouTube member or uh, part of a uh, for anyone who's not a YouTube member, uh, the new adventure is Nigh drops on YouTube on Thursday, episode three. Uh, we are working on editing episode four now, which will be uh, up on the website and available for YouTube members next week, Thursday. Ooh, and my next extra punctuation will be up on the site soonish. That uh, that might be Thursday as well. Yeah, that's that's Thursday. We I think it's like alternating now. Mm-hmm. One week it's extra punctuation. Next week it's adventure is that's nigh. right. So up on the site this on week Thursday. it's adventure is nigh on YouTube and extra punctuation on the site. It gets a little confusing, but keep up. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, zero punctuation is tomorrow. So Ooh, tune in for that on my post CP stream from one pm. Probably going to get Marty on. I haven't asked him yet, but he usually says yes. If you're listening, Marty, then uh, let me know if you can't. <laughs> We're playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, interesting. That will be the topic of tomorrow's Zero Punctuation. Oh, Big yeah. title, so tune in for that. Everyone seems to have said it's good, so come to me for some balance. <laughs> hint, hint. Spoiler. Uh, great. Well, yes, thanks everybody uh, for, for watching and or listening. Uh, once again, I've been Jack Packard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harlack. And me on at Yahtzee Crozier. Bye. Bye. Reddit.